0: This is your award-winning BCFM on 93.2, 24 hours a day.
1: And that was Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Good morning and welcome to One Love One Planet, the award-winning environmental radio show here on BCFM, where we talk all things environmental in Bristol, the UK, and the rest of the world. My name's Shona jenfrey I'm presenting this program for several months while Penny Southgate is doing off doing other amazing things. Um, today we're going to be looking at some new stories related to the environment, both in Bristol and further afield. As always, we're going to look at some upcoming events you can get involved in if you're interested. Play some tunes. And today- Today we're going to be speaking to Abdi Haqqan Asir, a local resident who is opposed to the proposed. Low Traffic Neighbourhood Scheme in East Bristol. Maybe you've heard of this scheme, particularly if you live in the area. The trial, I believe, is due to be brought in later this year, and it will prevent people cutting through the Barton Hill and St George areas and treating it like a rat run. It will mean that people won't be able to drive straight through it, as they are at the minute, and they will have to take longer ways round. We've previously spoken to two local residents who support the scheme, who believe that it is worth the uh, faff it's going to cause for the... uh, a potential uh, improvement in air quality and you can find that uh, interview in our podcasts on the BCFM website. But now today we're going to hear the other side of the story from a resident who's opposed to the scheme and find out all about that. Abdi and how are you this morning?
0: Um, I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you, Shona, for inviting me in this wonderful program. Thank you.
1: Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Um, so we're going to start by uh, covering a few uh News stories um, and then before and play some music, and then we'll get into the meat of it. But yes, yeah, some news stories going on. So, the Al Jazeera have got a story saying, um, a headline The UN Sustainable Development Goals are in the spotlight at the General Assembly. The UN leaders are pushing countries to speed up action on a lofty list of 17 goals from ending poverty to boosting. Equality. The United Nations General Assembly is convening this week for high level talks in New York City that you maybe have seen that there's been a lot of protests going on in New York, which is probably linked to this, I believe, with representatives from around the world meeting to address a range of global challenges. So the climate crisis and the war in the Ukraine are in focus. But also, this session also seeks to advance the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, which is uh, described as a lofty, nearly decade-old effort to address poverty, education, and other socio-economic issues. Um, I think there's been a lot of uh, frustration that the goals are not being met; the targets are not being met. The Goals were in, first adopted at the UN Sustainable Development Summit in September 2015 as a roadmap to address a series of complex global problems by 2030. But the goals are not legally binding. And so there's, yeah, the Al Jazeera describes disturbing trends um, about how, whether these goals are actually going to be met, whether the countries involved are actually putting in the effort to meet them by the UN's own estimate, about 575 million people will be living in extreme poverty by 2030 if current trends continue, while some 600 million people are expected to continue facing extreme hunger. And climate tra- change is also threatening to upend progress on the goals fueling extreme weather events such as tornadoes, floods and wildfires. Obviously, we've uh, already seen in the last couple of weeks um, the flooding in Libya caused in part by Storm Daniel, which um, was uh, is thought to be partly fueled by the climate crisis. Crisis. So, there, yeah, there are a lot of frustration going on in that these goals are not binding, that countries can ignore them, and that some of the metrics also seem to favour wealthier countries who, with more resources to direct toward these areas within their own countries. Um, so, yeah, is it, you know, is it worth? Is, is, is this actually working? Um, you know, some experts have said that the voluntary approach is maybe not the right one. Do we need to be putting higher pressure on countries to take action? Is capitalism actually going to do it or is it going to make lots of nice greenwashing promises and not actually get anywhere? So another sort of related story, um, the Guardian have got one uh, saying a protester who held a sign outside a London climate trial is prosecuted. Trudy Warner, 68, is prosecuted for contempt of court after protest outside a London court. This is a headline in the Guardian that a retired social worker who held up a placard about the rights of jurors outside the trial of climate protesters is being prosecuted for contempt of court. Um, So the police are investigating uh, at least 12 people um, about for holding these similar signs up outside a London court. So this was after this is part of a trial after the judge imposed restrictions on the defendants in a series of climate trials that prevented them from mentioning climate change, insulation, fuel, fuel, poverty or their motivation for taking actions during their trials. The civil rights group Liberty labeled the restrictions deeply concerning. Several people who ignore the judge's restrictions have been jailed for contempt of court. And then Warner, This lady who witnessed some of the trials sat outside the crime court holding a sign saying, jurors, you have an absolute right to acquit a defendant according to your conscience, pushing back against these restrictions imposed by the judge that you can't even mention the climate change during your trial, which feels absolutely bonkers when that's the reason that people are doing these protests in the first place. So that is interesting and we will follow Uh, we'll follow that with interest, but a worrying trend. And final bit of local news, um, another sad one, um, unfortunately, BBC News headline, charity loses bid to buy section of Bristol woodland. So you may remember if you were listening last week that there was a fundraiser going on to try and buy a local bit of woodland. Unfortunately, a charity, the charity has failed in its bid to buy a section of woodland, even though the Protect Earth fundraised more than £97,000 in cope of purchasing Blacksworth Road wood in the centre of Bristol. The wood sold at auction on Wednesday for £245,000 to an anonymous bidder, which is a ridiculous amount of money for a piece of land they're not going to be able to build any houses on. So, um, But the Protect Earth chairman, Phil Sturgeon, who we had in last week, said he was sad that plan A didn't work, but said there were other things that could be done to protect the area and that Following plans will be much easier. He said plans B to F will be much easier now that people are aware of the place. And we've drawn a huge amount of attention to this amazing habitat and brought together a community of incredible people who are willing to go the extra mile to protect the woodlands we so desperately need. So we don't know who the mysterious buyer is who bought this woodland. If you know who it is, please encourage them to get in touch with Protect Earth, with the local politicians, so that they can work to try and. Defend, uh, defend it and, and you can reassure them that you're going to protect the woodland. So yeah, a lot a lot going on at the minute. Um, but yeah, and Abdi Hakim, I don't know if there's any uh, headlines that you've been following in the world or locally that's kind of been grabbing your attention or anything you wanted to say about any of those? Yeah, I was,
0: I was um, following a little bit closely on the flood in Libya. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very bad... Flat and so many people lost their their life and um, you know it's very sad sad situation and a lot of people say they were it was uh, preventable if it has been uh, looked and, and and really done the required uh, repairs that the dams uh, uh, wanted at that. but we know the situation in Libya right now and yeah this this it was it was a very very bad one.
1: Yeah, and I, I know the um, I know the Red Crescent has been working really hard to fundraise for yeah. it, but it is a really distressing. And reading some of the articles about it about how, um, you know, they think at least ten thousand people have died. You know, there's mass graves. I think yeah. I think
0: it's well and good for the jobs of uh, uh, international or local NGOs, but what what's important is what the local governments are doing in these places, because. These NGOs, whether it's international or local, they just have a few funds for a specific time. And when that finishes, that's it. They go somewhere else where there's a crisis. I think to make a real difference, what needs to happen is, is local governments just investing in this area, not anymore NGOs. NGOs that cannot solve these problems is bigger than what they can do. So NGO, yeah, crisis time, very important, you know, real input in there. But I think is the governments that need to be building a strong resilient infrastructures for these ever changing climate.
1: Yeah, I think and and as you say, NGOs are sort of are very temporary and um and then yeah, you need you need the local people and the local government to have that and to be allowed and empowered by uh, the international community to have that independence to be able to do that.
0: I think I think international community, sometimes I'm a little bit sceptical on what one side of the world can do to the other part of the world because there's, there's so much things attached to it. Whatever they give you, there's something attached and I don't think that we are going anywhere with that. Type of policy, and I believe
1: you mean like any sort of investment that comes with strings attached, funding, sort of thing. Any
0: funding that comes from one part of the world and going to other parts of the world, there's so much strings that some people really think mm, is, that, is that viable or good for the people, local people, really? So I think, I think you know, it's hard. I understand economically, we are all struggling anywhere we are, but I believe. More local governments, even if they if they think small things that they can do can really save so much of these degrading uh, environment, you know, uh, that we see it almost all the time. So, I think I'm very skeptical, really, to see all of these international, international communities say so much things. For example, um, the, the, the 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 news that you were now covering all of this time that international community saying, oh, we will meet that that milestone, but they never met because there is other interest in place. Mm, so
1: very true. It's, it's
0: well and good writing reports and excellent uh, policy proposals, all of this, but at the end of the day, what counts is what practically each government is doing and, and how this. and also uh, I wouldn't be asking so much in more, less developed country. I, I want to see more happening here in you know, in more developed countries. And even if they want other people to meet these targets, them to be able to support these without string attached, you know, (laughs) it it has to be a little bit more than what we see in right now. Right now it's just more theatrical, you know, they they just go in here, their conferences, big conferences, a lot of names coming here and there, but actually practical side, very little happens.
1: You know, a lot of lot of truth there. Right. Well, we're going to play some music and then we're going to get into the meat of the discussion Why we're here to talk all about the proposed low traffic neighborhoods and whether they're a good idea or not. Uh, you should be able to message us on our WhatsApp. Hopefully I think it's working again on zero seven five zero one eight two zero zero seven five. if you've got any views. But we'll come back to that in a minute. Good morning and welcome back to One Love, One Planet on BCFM. We're here in the studio with Abdi Hak Azir and we're going to be talking all about the l- proposed low traffic neighbourhood scheme where the trial is due to come in later this month. Um, This is the One Love One Planet show, we talk all things environmental. We've previously had on the show people who support the Low Traffic Neighbourhood Scheme, and you can listen back to that again on the podcast section of the BCFM website. But but today we're going to hear the case against it from a local resident who's not happy with the idea. Just to recap the idea of a Low Traffic Neighbourhood Scheme, my understanding is that it's a section of Barton Hill and St George that's going to um, have what's called modal filters put in there which is where it stops most cars or buses or lorries being able to drive through certain streets or certain junctions in order to, uh, to in order to stop rat running in order to encourage people to take alternative routes and in order to improve the air quality but this is obviously comes with the cost of you know uh, some inconvenience and people won't be able to get quickly from some streets to another sometimes they'll have to drive around and this is obviously not popular with everyone and some people in the neighbourhood are saying that yeah it's not worth it and it's going to make their lives far far too difficult so um, Abdi Hakim thank you for coming in and yeah please tell tell us your point of view tell us your what your your understanding of the traffic neighbourhood scheme and what is there anything good about it what do you not like about it
0: um um Thank you very much, uh, Shona, for inviting me this uh, wonderful uh, program. Um, to say the to say, uh, Liverpool neighborhood scheme will reduce the pollution, will uh, reduce the amount of people going through Patton Hill, is, is really giving a, an excellent uh, PR on, 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 on the scheme itself. Actually, what it will achieve is, 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 is what we will see in the future. Actually, what they're saying now, and really what they're saying publicly or writing in their papers and what they're proposing in, 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 a, in a real term in terms of the maps they produce, all of these things that are coming from transport department, is absolutely different. It is absolutely damaging the livelihood of Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who live in Barton Hill. By the way, I need to clarify one thing. When I'm talking here, I'm talking about Barton Hill. I'm not talking about St. George or Red, uh, Red uh, the other side of the, you know, I'm not talking in these two areas. There, people will talk about it. I'm talking about Barton Hill, and there are so much uh, roads that this scheme wants to completely close. Some people say, oh, the roads are still open, you can cycle, you can walk around. It's only cars that are going, not going through. But let me clarify this. This is, is a proper miscell information from the people who are supporting this, this scheme.
1: I think the, the idea is that some junctions will be closed. So a car yeah. could get to either side, but it would have to go the long yeah, way around. Yeah. Is that the idea? Now, that, is, that is
0: the idea. And they're trying to sell in a very nice, uh, sugar-coated way. But in reality is, the people who use these roads, the residents themselves, we're not talking about people who are coming outside, yeah? The residents themselves, they have to go and drive at least 10 minutes around. Are you reducing pollution in that way or are you just increasing? I remember with the uh, living cost going that up, here in Patton Hill, the people who live there, are the most deprived people in our area. They don't use cars for, uh, in, uh, you know, for, 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 for leisure. They use it for work. Now, do you increase their burden or you really reduce? This scheme is just killing the, the, the livelihood of so many people who live in that area by putting more pressure on them. These people who really say, oh, you can use the cycle, cycling, all of that. There are so many people who don't, you know, want to use. Why are you forcing them? Why are you not giving them an opportunity? Or, the, you know, their, why are you restricting their rights? And by the way, why the city council chose Parton Hill? They cannot explain that because we don't have, we're not one of the highest, uh, when it co- talks about pollution, we're not number one here in Bristol. everyone knows that you know even when it comes uh owning cars we're not number one in 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 the city why they choose in this area they cannot explain the whole system is like a bulldozing this scheme onto people who absolutely not ready for the for the for the scheme some people say we are against the cyclists that is the the, that a lot of myth going around we support Anyone who wants to cycle through Patton Hill, we ask this department to stop the plan they have right now to sit down with the residents to co-design something that can work for the residents and for this game. But for us, we believe they are really doing this just to, to get money from Department of Transport of the government. That is, they are running after the money. nothing to do with this scheme. And the way they present to the public, they are running after the millions they get in Ottawa. And this is the problem. Any road that cars cannot go through, the residents feels as that road is closed. This is the interpretation everyone needs to know. If a car can't go, go through a road, that road is completely closed for us. You, you can say you can go to the cyclist and all of that. How many people cycle in Patton Hill? Have you ever checked? City <laughs> yeah. council need to know how many people regularly cycle in Patton Hill. Oh, okay. You, you, you want to say, oh, cyclists that are coming from the other side, or they're coming from the river and they need safe place. They were always safe and they can still go safely. If the council want to make this plan, you know, good for everyone without restricting a right to drive, right to, uh, to drive your car, they need to come to the residents, sit down with them, and co-design, as they proposed. They said all of these things to the Department of Transport when they were applying their fundings, but they have never consulted properly with the, with the residents in Patton Hill. And again, I repeat, we're talking about Patton Hill. I'm not talking here at St. George or anywhere else. I'm talking about Patton Hill.
1: Yeah, so in terms of the... yeah, as you say, in terms of the consultation, so there will be people saying the council's been consulting on this for months. But m- one of the issues, my understanding is, I've heard that the consultations were all done in English. And as we know, Barton Hill is one of the most diverse areas in the city. And my understanding is there wasn't any consultation work done in Somali or Arabic. Does that match with what you heard? Let, or?
0: Me, let me just to clarify this one as well. Even in English-speaking people, you know, those ones who can access English language, what we had there, uh, because I wasn't part of this, because people were, you know, other people who were with the, 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 the people who were taking, they were just making a small, you know, questions were, what kind of development would you like to happen in your area? That was the question. And it w- the whole plan of that type of uh, consultation was to tick a box, which they were saying, oh, we consulted the people. Actually, they haven't done a consultation. What we're, they were saying is they were asking questions that are bigger than no one have ever mentioned that the route will be uh, restricted by uh, forecast. No one have ever mentioned no questions about that. So, if the city council has a consultation document where they can prove that they have consulted with the people and they ask uh, these pertinent questions, then a lot of people who really asking a proper consultation, a proper uh, discussion with the community. They will absolutely be happy that they have consultants, but they can't prove that. Another thing very important, any project you're doing in an area like Baton Hill, you have to look at the economical impact that, that that scheme can have. City Council didn't do that, or at least they're not sharing with us. So how can they say they have done a proper, proper, you know, assessment on different things when they I just in and wanna uh, uh, close and ghetto certain part of the city, that's no, that's no good enough. And we're not against anything that can develop the area. Sona, you know the area. We don't have a dentist. We don't have youth center. Yeah,
1: we don't have a yeah. library.
0: There are so much things that is missing in that area. Yeah. Why are they coming to an area that we were? You know, crying to certain development. And now they come in, oh, you cannot drive your, 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 your car in front of your house. That is exactly, that is not how to go with this scheme. The name they used as well, livable neighborhood. There's nothing not livable now in Hill. We are absolutely one of the best area of Bristol. We have no complaints. Yes, there's a lack of service. And I can tell you that, everyone will tell you that, yeah? Our children, they don't have enough service in that area. We don't have enough, you know, even we struggle to get enough appointment in in our GP because the amount of of people they they save in in that area. So if the city council are honest about development, because sometimes they use, we are, you know, those people who are against this scheme are anti-development. We say to them, if you're serious about development, Come, we will tell you all sorts of things that we need. There's a potholes holes in these, in these roads and they never, they, they never fixed it. So they're talking about all these nonsense. We really say we are a very friendly, you know, residence for cyclists. We're happy them to cycle in our area, enjoy it and come all the... But the city council need to come up a plan that can work for the cyclists. Also, for the car drivers, they cannot exclude car drivers in the ha- in the ro- on the road that they are living. And that is absolutely not fair and not right.
1: Do you think um, if, if they made some exceptions for some of the road closures, so I've, you know, it could be that they say, okay, well, taxi drivers can get through and carers can get through and parents with disabled children can get through. Do you think that would be better for people?
0: Shona, thank you for this question. The top-down idea of always saying, oh, we know what's good for you, and we tell you how better is, and, and this is how good is for you, that is unacceptable. We want city council to sit down the residents, you know, come down on the table, and without any preconceived idea to say this blank map is here. We want this scheme to take place in Patton Hill. What can you, what do you think will be ideal to do and how we can do what we, but if you are coming, having already, you know, an idea of what you want to achieve, because your funding is is attached on that, you know, sorry, you come in in a a wrong place. We will ask you all sorts of things. Are you ready to listen to us? If you want to bulldozer and really go and do this scheme, as Don uh, you know, Alexander, you know, the, 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 the cabinet member of transport, always says in Twitter, and complaining about other local councillors who are doing their job in the in in most difficult situations, like, you know, uh, Councillor Yassin, I think that's not the way to go. If anyone is supporting this scheme, anyone who wants to know the area, they need to understand the context we're talking about. Liverpool neighborhood, a scheme that the city council is proposing at the moment is not considering the context the people who live in Patton Hill. they are actually trying to say, you cannot stop us. And if they are planning to start a, what's called trial without consultation, that, that would tell a, send a message, a clear message that we have an administration that are not listening the residents of one of the poorest. Uh, uh, uh you know area of our, our our city they need to come and sit down with the residents and discuss the needs of the people who live in this area because their scheme will not impact you know don alexander or or, or marvin reese because they don't live in pattern hill who lives there i live there my children live there they're talking about improving uh, active transport do you know the the, the bus 36? Yeah, One yeah. of the worst bus in a whole city. You never see that bus coming on time. You never see that bus continuously being there. It continuously cancels. We're struggling to get a public transport. And they're saying to us, oh, you cannot use a car. How can they allow? How can they say to us that we cannot use our car, but also you will not going to have any, any, any reliable buses? Anyone who says... You cannot use certain roads as saying to the people, you cannot use your car as we use now. And this is very important. And anyone who supports this scheme need to understand this. They are free to cycle. We need to be free to drive our cars. There is no data that supports that there is, you know, uh, more risky in,
1: in our area.
0: I, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen. I I as, in like, as in
1: like data that it's, that it's more dangerous for cyclists in Barton Hill. We haven't seen that. Mm. We
0: haven't seen that. Now, if the city council want to absolutely do the right things, they need to invest enough money and they have to create a space for the cyclists to cycle through while we can have the other side of the road to drive our cars safely. Yes. All the area is 20 miles per hour. There is no road that's more than twenty miles an hour, and very few people got, you know, uh, you know, uh, stopped because they were driving. Uh, they, you can talk about Saint George or other places that has more problems than us, but Barton Hill. I want to see data that says that we're absolutely having an issue of of of, of driving cars uh, in in that area.
1: Okay, and. If for anyone listening, if you've got any views, you want to ch- chip in, you can WhatsApp us on 07501820075. And so, I mean, I've heard uh, claims that the number 36 bus would actually improve with the Liberal neighbourhood because there would be less traffic holding it up so that people would be able to, it would actually be on time more.
0: Um, I, think, I think this is, this is another, another um, way of saying, okay, there's a lot of traffic in Patton Hill. That's not the case. That's not the case. You can go there and check. I want to see the data that proves that Avonville Road has more traffic. I I, I need to see that data. Or, or, or residents would like to see that data. That's not the case. You know, city council is just trying to say, you know, in order to get this scheme to go in. Yeah. And they want to try on us. Yeah. Schemes that they haven't done. Or, or maybe they've done an area that was willing to have but we say no this area, the context is different the people who live in this area the desperate, you know, the situation they are in all of these need to be considered even if they say you know, oh we would, uh, you know, allow so and so you know, to, to, to have access to that, where's everyone else you know might be the people they don't understand the people who live in that area or the residents that live there there are old people living there all their children, maybe they live across the city and they need access to their parents almost all the time. Because if the mom needs to go to hospital, she calls her son or daughter who might live, let's say, bad minister or, 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 or Nol or, or somewhere else. That person is not going to come to the bus and then taking her dad or mom uh, through the bus. No, they come in to drive. They need to have access, all of these people. I need to have access. Everyone needs to have access to that place. So it is, what they're proposing right now is just to say, no, you cannot drive it, and that,
1: that is or not right. Just to clarify, they're saying, no, you can't drive the route. You normally would, you could do it, but you'd have to take longer, and you'd say yeah, like, a lot yeah, of people can, wouldn't, it, wouldn't be happy with that.
0: I understand. I understand. You can. You can, you can, you can uh, people can try to spin it the way they want, but I tell you, this proposal we saw earlier, the only accessible route for Barton Hill was in a yellow, you know, day's road. That was the only accessible, you know, mm-hmm. and you can imagine that junction there. Mm-hmm. The impact of all these cars that are going through that, you know, will have on uh, on that main road, and I'm I'm sure that will impact in the future. M32, it will impact city centre. It will impact across Barton Hill. It's not be. It will not be just you know Barton Hill you know the uh, charge road will be absolutely congested uh, you know there will be more cars on there there will be more cars on a uh, uh, run up out they're not considering all of these things because they're running after the money so and the r- money the money the impact the, uh, the that that scheme would have on the people has to be looked at before looking any any money from anywhere else
1: yeah and so in mean, yeah because my understanding is the money is come you know would have to come from central government and there would be specific conditions attached to it so that's why as you said they have to meet certain targets in order to actually get the money in the first place i i i
0: absolutely understand that but i will ask if there are any other part of the city that would like to welcome this money you know Mm. you know as as said say almost all the time if you are going to close a road which I explain the way we see, you know, I don't want any other explanation because the problem is the way they explain, it's not contextual. You know, the context of Baton Hill need you no, know, matters. And everyone needs to understand which area we're talking about the city, how they are, those people who use the car, why they use. We're not using for leisure. That's the main thing for yeah. using for, for livelihood. People, so
1: people need it for their jobs.
0: Yeah, people need for their jobs. People need, uh, you know, to... Or go. There are moms who are driving their children farther field schools because they're not getting a quality schools in the area. So I can't blame that mom. I can't say ma- that mom, why are you taking your children into South Coastal, you know, or yeah. into... So I can't say that, but they need access. Why do I have to force them to drive uh, 10, 10 minutes longer? The normal, normal, normal journey with the traffic that will be absolutely incredible if they implement that trial. I will ask Don Alexander, I will ask Marvin Reese to take all of these trials after the election. Yeah. Why, why can't they wait? There's only how many months left now? So Eight th- months. Why can't they wait? We need to see if we go into elect Anyone who supported that scheme, anyone, regardless the any, any, any party they come from, whether it is green or, or, or conservative or uh, labor. If we elect someone who really openly say we support that, then they don't need to consult anyone. Go and, and and do it, you know, because that is how serious is this. If Marvin, I know he finished his job now, he's not going to be uh, standing now, I believe that. You know, if Don Alexander, who comes from the other side of the city, you know, he can look after his area. But for now, we ask them to wait at least if they cannot listen what the residents are saying. This is scheme, the money is there. Wait, wait until you... I know, I know they have proposed in the Labour uh, manifesto last, last election. But guess what? What happened to, 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 to Patton Hill? Yeah, we kicked them out. Labour. You know, and also... Uh, we we, 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 we really very close to get both of them out. For some reason, one survived. And that one who survived, we have never seen her doing any job. Labour cannot say anything that is absolutely useful for that area. And that is how, how worried we are when labour is just a pushing any scheme that is not working for the people, for the residents. We ask them either to sit down with the residents and really talk about you know, we there are so much other things that the administration can do. They can absolutely go around and get enough money to build an excellent youth center. We need all these high-rise houses. They go, larger families, children, they don't have a place to go and enjoy and have activities. And it is crucial, crucial to do that. If they can get that, that would be ideal. We will support, we will work with them. But if they come in saying... We just need to close your roads without explanation, without assessment, you know, impact assessment, without equality assessment, without nothing. And saying, ah, it's not just you, St. George. We're not same. St. George is a different. You know who live, you know, the, the, the people who live in, in, in St. George, they might want, and I respect that. I have no problem. You know, if the city council want to give that to the, uh, St. George, go for it. But Barton Hill, there are real Economic and social impact that this scheme would have. City council need to sit back, listen to the residents, and if it is, if the worst comes, let's wait this scheme after the election and okay. see and see if any 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 party will win there with that proposal in the in the in the, in the manifesto. Then we we, we will see why, why not why not go through it.
1: OK, Oh, well, we're almost out of time. Any final questions, la- any final words, last few words? Um, residents are not against cyclists.
0: We are desperate development. We are desperate service. We need dentists. We need library. We need youth centres. We need all of these services that are ha- taking place in any other part of the city. Parton Hill haven't got it. Don Alexander and the current administration, they need to sit back and really understand the situation we are in and sit down with the community and talk about what they can do, which residents can agree if they want to go ahead with this escape. Otherwise, they need to remember they're not listening to the residents and they're trying to just to do what they want without a proper consultation and proper assessment on what they propose absolutely the way this now this is keep it's not working for the residents of partner
1: okay thank you so much and yeah we will be following this i'm sure on the show with interest but yeah thank you so much for coming in thank you and that was Butterflies by Michael Jackson. And thank you again to Abdi Hakim Asir for coming in and making his case against a low-traffic neighbourhood in Barton Hill. So, yeah, we will keep you up- updated as to how this develops over the next few months. It is certainly... A controversial issue with uh, strong views on both sides. And again, if you want to listen to the residents who were in favour of it, you can go back and listen to that on the BCFM website on the podcast page. So we're almost at the end of the show. We're just going to round up with a few events that are happening that you may want to be aware of. So there is um, a Uh, At Eastern Community Centre, which is here where we are based, there is a cycling lesson every Wednesday, I believe, from 12pm till 2pm just for women and girls so this is run a beginners cycling lesson for women and girls at eastern community center on wednesdays i believe it's 12 till 2 and this is a chance for people to learn uh, the basics of how to cycle in a safe non-judgmental space uh, somewhere for people to to learn and yeah it's and you'll have quiet places to get used to balancing braking pedaling and steering free to attend booking is essential please call a on 075 39 309 326 if you are interested in booking on the cycling course women and girls cycling sessions from eastern community center call a beer or email uh, contact at uparstreet.org.uk to find out more there is also um a event against uh, pushing back against antisocial driving so we heard that in Barton Hill most of the well all the roads I believe are 20 miles per hour and people are generally really good at sticking to that but there are uh, as we know some dangerous drivers in the in the city in the UK as there are everywhere uh, in the UK but there is a protest happening by Safe Streets Now happening on Saturday the 30th of September at 11 a.m. Uh, meeting at East Street and Cannon Street Junction to demand peace, space and justice. So peace from the threat of antisocial driving, space to walk, cycle, on play without fear and justice for the victims of road violence. And that's organised by safestreetsnow.co.uk. And this is against uh, dangerous driving because every day five people are killed on UK roads and more than 80 are seriously injured. So this is against dangerous drivers who are not respecting the speed limits in the residential areas and other dangerous areas um yeah and then we're almost at the end i just had uh, one poem i wanted to read out before we go and this uh, is as our culture corner for today i haven't been able to find the author of this poem if you find it please do let me know um uh, but yeah it is a poem called from the sparrows i decide each day if I want to sit on this ledge, or dangle from it. That's it, those are the options, I cannot leave the ledge. But, I can sit, or I can dangle, and I can make that small choice every morning. It's better than nothing. I used to only ever dangle. I used to hang from my fingertips while the crows called out my name. Now, some days I still dangle, when I want to feel the strain of my muscles and the pound of my heart. But most days, I climb up and sit on this little narrow ledge. And I rest my head against the wall and I close my eyes and I realise that only some of the calls are from the crows. The rest are coming from the sparrows. And that's a poem called From the Sparrows. So that brings us to the end of our show, I believe. Thank you again to Abdi Hakkin for coming in and making his case against a low traffic neighbourhood. This interview will be available as a podcast to listen again to on the BCFM website later in the week. Do keep it locked to BCFM for more tunes and chat. And I'll be back next week with more interviews, discussions, news updates, everything environmental in the uh in in the bristol area and further afield i believe next week we're talking to uh the organization local futures which is focusing on building local ecosystems local economies in order to tackle the climate crisis in that direction but for me that's all for me for now shona gentry so please take care have a good day look after yourselves look after the planet and look after each other this is the podcast version of One Love, One Planet, the award-winning environmental radio show, broadcast every Tuesday at 11am on BCFM Radio, available on 93.2 FM on digital radio and on the BCFM website. The show was produced and presented by Shona Jemfrey. You can find us on Twitter at Shona Jemfrey and at BCFM Radio.